0: This is an RNZ podcast. The message adopts an official tone and claims to be from the Ministry of Health,
1: but its content raises serious questions. To avoid catching the Wuhan coronavirus, it says, people should keep their throat moist, load up on vitamin C and avoid fried or spicy food. That was RNZ reporter Mackenzie Smith on Tuesday in a report about misinformation on coronavirus being rehashed on social media. And at first hearing, that advice might actually sound legit. But what would an expert say?
0: Microbiologist Susie Wiles called it bollocks. Don't quite understand what on earth they're getting at. (laughs) Don't.
1: Well, that's pretty clear. Mackenzie Smith went on to say that when RNZ pointed out this bogus information to two organisations, they took it down from their Facebook feed straight away. But overseas news stories already identified as misleading have also been amplified lately by one of the biggest publishers in this country and a popular podcast by one of its veteran former broadcasters.
0: Now, I've got no idea. All I'm doing is passing on reporting uh, and talking about things in their possibilities. Now there's danger in that.
1: There is indeed, but Leighton Smith did it all the same in his Leighton Smith podcast for NZME last week. More of that later. But while Leighton Smith's no longer on the air at Newstalk ZB, there was plenty on that network about coronavirus this past week that could well confuse the listeners.
0: Good morning. Oops. Aren't I lucky? <laughs> did you just sneeze? No. Oh. I thought you sneezed or coughed, and I was about to say, did you sneeze and cough into your elbow to prevent the spread of any coronavirus? No, I didn't do either. Very good. Do you like Elton John? Yes, I do.
1: News Talk ZB caller Margaret there, who was startled to be pulled up for a possible sneeze last Sunday. She'd only called in to go into the draw to see Elton John. But that was because host Andrew Dickens had just been talking about sneezing with one of the regular guests on his Sunday session show. So,
0: everyone's talking about coronavirus. It's been exciting, isn't it, this sort of past well, couple of weeks? there's a bit of th- fear and loathing. And, you know, there are cities being closed down in China. And I know that China's the sort of place where they can make cities closed down, whereas other countries they can't. But you start thinking,
1: is this the big one? The big one? Well, Michelle Dickinson, also known as Nanogirl, isn't a disease specialist, but she does know enough to give ZB listeners news they can use about the risks of novel coronavirus dominating the news here and overseas. For instance, face masks, reported that day to be selling out for $30 a pop in Auckland, weren't as useless as many people insisted.
0: So wear it just to be aware to stop touching your face. That's a big one. Keep your hands washed and don't touch your face. Don't pick your nose. Get your kids to stop picking their nose. But right now, we don't have any cases here. And and really, to spread it, you you need these droplets um, in close contact. So Mm. we're not that worried in New Zealand that, you know, you're going to meet somebody at the supermarket unless they're sneezing on you.
1: Now, at that point, the one suspected case here in New Zealand had turned out not to be infected.
0: So we have the result of the first testing of a suspected coronavirus case in New Zealand, and it is negative, as in they don't have... Coronavirus. So this person had
1: been... But the Herald on Sunday last weekend was reporting the fear,
2: nonetheless. Detol sanitizer and extreme worry filled the halls of Auckland student apartments yesterday, despite New Zealand escaping its first confirmed case of coronavirus. But while Michelle Dickinson said
1: there was no need to panic if basic precautions were observed, she did add this.
0: This is obviously ongoing news, and every day um, we're learning new things about it. So what I say today may not be relevant tomorrow, and so keep an eye on the news, see what happens as as things spread.
1: And things can indeed change in a day. 24 hours earlier, the front page of the Weekend Herald read, global emergency, and there was nothing but coronavirus news on it. And on News Talk ZB, the Weekend Collective host Tim Beveridge reckoned the media were panicking people.
2: Um, and we've had stories about the, the the face masks selling out and we haven't even got a case here and, and now there are stories about racism. Uh, I think it was ironic, it was a, uh, a Korean restaurant which posted a sign in Chinese saying no Chinese. Now, Tim Beveridge didn't explain there why
1: it was ironic that a Korean restaurant would be trying to keep Chinese people away rather than any other kind of restaurant. But their guest that day, actor and columnist Michelle Langston, said she was freaked out too.
2: And All the experts that have... Scientists that have commented on it have said they've never seen something sort of, for want of a better word, kind of metastasize as quickly as that virus. And it just, I don't know, it's got a real end of days feel at the moment, to be honest, with the fires and everything else going which, on. Which it's I, I confess, very alarming. I feel...
1: Now, that isn't what the experts say, and the virus mutating is the issue, not metastasizing. Also, the only deaths at that point had been recorded in China, and the fires in Australia, of course, were a complete red herring. But Tim
2: Beveridge followed that up with this. And people are saying, oh, remember that about SARS? And it's like, well, SARS was very serious. but And I asked people, how many did it kill? They say, oh, thousands. Well, it killed 700 people, 770 people. We've got we've got vaccinologists who have already managed to re- um, create a, a, a the semblance of um, some sort of vaccine. And I, I just wonder whether whether we are being whipped into a state of, um, uh, of, hyster- uh, of, of fear and hysteria mm-hmm. by the way it's being treated in the media in a way.
1: Now, in fact, there is no semblance of a vaccine, as Tim Beveridge said there, and comparisons with SARS are not really helpful, as the infection rates, incubation periods, and mortality rates so far are all pretty different. And after that, the guest panellist for the afternoon, Michelle Langston, weighed in with
2: this. Planes are effectively incubators for things like that, and if you're not. I wasn't reassured by the medical officer from Air New Zealand. He said, Oh, we've got some great filtration systems in the aircraft. I'm like, mm, I'm Yeah, but not if you're sure. sitting next to someone that's yeah. cold like you, yeah, you're done.
1: Now, it isn't true that just sitting next to an infected person on a plane means you're done, as she said there. But on the subject of air travel, Andrew Dickens asked the travel blogger Megan Singleton this on the show the next day. And if you had a trip
0: to Shanghai booked, what would you do?
2: Yeah, look, look, it's fluid. When I wrote you those notes earlier in the week, I was like, yeah, look, I'd go, I'd go. But I don't know, Andrew, honestly, what would you do? I don't
1: know, just take lots of vitamin C. I don't know. Now, vitamin C, as we heard earlier, really isn't going to help. But Megan Singleton was right that it was a fluid situation. That hypothetical trip to Shanghai would not have been a good idea because soon after that, New Zealand followed Australia's lead in refusing entry to passengers who'd arrived from China. And also, wondering aloud about the wisdom of flying there was the former New Zealand Herald columnist and longtime host on the sister station News Talk ZB, Leighton Smith, in his first self-titled podcast for the year.
0: Taking the most dramatic suggestion that it could, could kill as many as 65 million people. Believe what you choose, but quietly ponder this question. Would you go to China any time soon?
1: Now where did that most dramatic suggestion, as he put it, of 65 million deaths come from? Well, very bad news stories in tabloid news outlets available online. The Daily Mail, for example, reported that health experts had predicted that the virus could kill 65 million people in a year. It later issued a correction and updated its article because it was all based on a mock pandemic health exercise which was run in the US last year. And that exercise did not predict that the current virus would kill 65 million people at all. It was an imaginary scenario based on altogether different data. Meanwhile, the tabloid The Daily Express also reported that, under the headline, coronavirus simulation resulted in the deaths of 65 million. Of course, the simulation killed no one at all. But sadly, none of the actual details about that alarming figure were offered up by Leighton Smith in his podcast, in which he went on to say that an unnamed acquaintance of an unnamed friend of his had told him the infection rate and death toll had been underestimated and downplayed by China because it was in their interests politically. And then Leighton Smith made this claim.
0: Now, there is uh, another aspect to it that I don't know has had, had widespread uh, publicity, and that is after SARS there was a um, a laboratory set up in Wahoon uh, for the distinct purpose of um, examining SARS and other possible viruses. At the time and since, there has been the odd uh, suggestion that escape of virus could take place. And there's more than one person who's suggesting that uh, we should not discount that.
1: Now, almost everyone who's looked at the news stories saying this online say that's exactly what you should do. Again, Leighton Smith gave no sources for the claim the novel coronavirus escaped from a research institute in Wahoon. Presumably he means Wuhan. And some stories you can Google are based on the mere fact that such an institute exists in the same city as the seafood market, now thought to have been at the centre of the outbreak. Thankfully news hubs online reporter Dan Setherly debunked the story thoroughly it's a pity Leighton Smith didn't read that online before he told his podcast listeners this
0: now i've got no idea all i'm doing is passing on reporting uh, and talking about things in their possibilities now there's danger in that i recognise it but again we should be aware of such things and when i hear when i hear politicians And people in official positions say, you know, we've got it under control, nothing to see here, or whatever the case may be. uh, I
1: get nervous. And while Leighton Smith is clearly worried by politicians saying, don't panic, more worrying than that is a media figure spreading fake news like that with the backing of one of the country's biggest publishers of news.
0: The Leighton Smith Podcast, powered by News ZB and NZHerald.co.nz.